Hello, I'm Stephen, this is Mick, and today we're going to be talking about facts. Before we begin though, we just want to say that this is only a discussion, there are no right or wrong answers, these are just our thoughts and opinions which can and will change, neither of us are experts on anything, we are just two dudes talking. Alright Mick, the topic for discussion today is facts, and we were going back and forth okay how do we actually introduce how do we frame this topic and i think the best way is to just say okay well how did we come about it what was the catalyst for it in the first place and it's this idea that we think of facts as like fixed static immutable things that just they're never going to change but that's not necessarily the truth like we have many many uh instances throughout history where we've thought one way we individual people or we as society have thought a one way and then realized in the future, oh, hang on, that was actually inaccurate. That was, wasn't aligned with reality. So before we go into it, before we get any further, do you want to give us a bit of a background of what you think facts are or how we think about facts, what they actually are? Yeah, it was, uh, it was quite interesting. I think we, this is going to be a challenging show in itself because uh, of the topic. But uh, what, where it sort of started off is we, we sort of looked at the idea around misinformation and, and how that's become very relevant these days. Well, it's being thrown around a lot, I guess. And so I started to look up what misinformation was and it was the idea that uh, of, you know, uh, misrepresenting facts. And then I'd look at facts and it would sort of point me into uh, information and knowledge and I'd look at that and I'd sort of go around in a circle. So it was really hard to actually anchor myself to anything. But I think what I realised is um, uh, the way in which we perceive facts is, like you said, very fixed um uh, that they are certain but uh really what i think i've learned over time is they're they're fluid so uh facts are ever changing and uh our ability to be able to um anchor se- ourselves to facts is is something that's not easily done i guess it's not something we should try and do um so i guess facts is just sharing information beliefs um, and coming to some level of consensus. I think there's something around there which we'll talk through later, but um, something about the idea that f- facts become stronger, that information becomes stronger when there's level of consensus, but consensus doesn't always represent uh, what is maybe reality as well. So, um, yeah, very, very tricky, tr- very tricky topic. Um, and so, yeah, I guess that was the inspiration and, and yeah, just coming to the realization that I don't think facts should be considered as a fixed term. It should be more of a fluid term. Tricky, but hopefully a fun conversation to have. And one that it's always good when it's tricky because that's when you kind of, it's the most exciting, especially for me, like, oh, this was a difficult one. But if we can figure it out, if we can find like that thread that really draws us, I think it could be quite uh, engaging. So I want to talk about a little bit the impact that, um, misunderstanding reality has or the impact of thinking one way today versus realizing tomorrow that that way was false was was incorrect and i've got three different levels or three different intensities to how much of an impact this can have so we go from the lowest level which is kind of it's innocuous low harm and this is something like thinking that an actor was in a movie that they weren't actually in so it's like it is a misunderstanding of reality but it doesn't really affect too much maybe maybe you get into an argument over it maybe you get into a barroom brawl over it but <laughs> hopefully not but it doesn't really impact too much then we've got like medium harm which i found a word that 
is kind of like that level of intensity for me, which is del deleterious, which is like, it's subtle. You don't realize how much harm it's doing, but over time it starts to add up. And so an example for this would be like, we humans used to think that the earth orbits around the sun. Now, initially that doesn't seem like that big of an issue. Like it doesn't matter too much, especially when you're only concerned with what is on earth, like the, the sun, that the earth actually orbits around the sun. But when you start going outward, going into space travel and looking at, okay, how do we navigate the universe? Then it is important to understand, okay, the earth is actually orbiting the sun as are the other planets. Yes, so I'll just correct you there. So initially you meant that the sun orbited, we believe that the sun orbited around the earth, that the earth was the centre. And since we've realised that the earth actually orbits around the sun. Yeah. Yes. Sorry yes. if I said it backwards. No, that's all right. I just wanted to correct it. Just no, thanks. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And then the last level of uh, how harmful it can be, which is a high level of harm, which I've classified as like dangerous. And an example I've got for this is that the president, George Washington, first president, I think of America, he died because doctors were bleeding him out to cure him from a cold. I think it was a cold or a flu or something like that. They thought they believed that bleeding a person would actually cure them from this. And now we've come to realize over time, oh, hang on, that's the worst thing that you can do. In fact, like the first thing you do when someone has an injury is stop the bleeding. So, you know, it's like the exact opposite. So that kind of gives you an example of, okay, they're the levels of harm. And, and yeah, regardless which level you're at, there's always some price that you're paying. So we want to always be as accurate as possible. One other thing I want to mention, we're going to try and limit the amount of examples or real world examples that we use in this conversation because it can be a touchy subject, especially when we talk about things that people believe strongly. For them, it, it adds a level of bias, like the emotions, regardless of how well we can control our emotions, it still introduces some bias which pulls us in one direction or the other. It doesn't allow us to rationally think about it to the best of our ability. So in order to kind of minimize that, we're going to talk about it in general terms and we'll try and make it, uh, it is a bit difficult for some people to think in general terms, but we'll try and make it as uh, easy as possible, I guess. All right. Anything else before we get into the next part? No, let's uh, dive in deep. Dive straight into it. Okay. So for this discussion, I want to define three terms and then we'll just Using those three terms, I believe we can navigate around it. The first term I've got is belief. We can have alternatives of opinion or feeling. And this is what we personally think is correct. So if we have like a fact or something, this is our own personal honest belief. And I mean honest in that we are being honest with ourselves. Like we're not trying to convince ourselves that it's true. We, we believe this truly deep down. Just as a side note, everything that we know is a belief. <laughs> like there, there is no way to say for sure that something is true or false. I think we're getting a little lost in the weeds, Mick. Anything to say at this point on? I think belief? maybe just to add with belief, it is the uh, intuition. It, I guess it's aligned with your intuition in that um, you might get information or facts or, or I'll, I'll get away from facts, but maybe you get information or or some kind of input into yourself. And then basically there's a internal intuition that gives you some kind of belief. And then basically that's, I guess, is um, that authentic connection between your intuition and the outside world is kind of what we're 
I guess, trying to describe here. Yeah, very good way to put it. I guess it's you're getting some inputs from the environment, you're sensing them, you're having a feeling about it, and then you're interpreting that feeling. Okay, what does that actually mean? What is the truth of that? Okay, the next term I want to... So the first term, like I said, belief, opinion, or feeling, we can use as some alternatives. The second term I want to define is fact, truth, or reality. And this is what is objectively true. It doesn't matter what angle you're looking at it from. It is what is there. It's set in stone. This is reality. This is impossible to know. (laughs) Regardless how well we think we understand reality, like how well we think we understand the interactions between things, it's impossible for us to say with 100% certainty, this is the way it is. Something could appear, for example, out of nowhere in this room that we couldn't even imagine that would just shatter our understanding of what reality is. So just, just to make that clear, reality itself is impossible for us to know. We can only say with some level of confidence, depending on you know, how many times we've proven it to work, that, okay, this is as close to reality as we think. Yeah, I think so. Like, uh, I guess it, the way I see it is that you can't be, I think there's a branch of quantum sort of physics, but I'll simplify it is that you can't be without, you can't be outside of the system. So you can't really be outside of the system of the universe. So therefore, if you're inside that system, you're only taking a measure from a perspective. And so uh, taking a measure from that perspective means that you in yourself have an impact on that measure and so therefore it's hard to grasp an external truth or reality. So, um, And then it's just down to, I guess, uh, yeah, again, maybe something around that consensus thing that uh, that's how we come to perceive what we see as reality or truth. Um, Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I tend to think of it in like computer terms. If I was a character in a game in a computer, even if you could break out of that game, all you can understand is the components that make up that computer. You can't understand reality as we humans see it. So yeah, you can't, if you're part in, if you're part of a system, you can't understand what's outside of that system because then that would be part of your system. If that makes any sense. I've got written here, this may be a, a bit uh, inflammatory. Facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> I know this is said online a a fair bit, but it's not to be mean. It's not to be rude. It's just, it really doesn't matter. It, our feelings come from facts, not the other way around. So we can't, you know, influence in that way. Now, the last time I've got, I've got some alternatives here as advocate, promote, advance, or claim. And these are the what we share with others. So we've got our beliefs, what internally we understand and believe and we think is true. And then we've got what we promote to other people as being true. And this, although I think both of us would agree, we would like for it to be the same, they should match this. They don't necessarily have to match. So anytime we believe something, regardless if it aligns with reality or not, if we're advocating the opposite, we are lying. And then, the inverse, if we believe something, regardless of it, if it uh, um, aligns with reality or not, if we advocate the same as what we believe, we're at least being honest. Do you agree with that? Yeah, that's correct. So it's, uh, I'll, I'm going to give a very simple example. 
it's basically the concept that if I if I go back to the example of the the um, sun revolves around the earth, if I believe that the sun uh, the earth revolves around the sun, but I tell you that the sun revolves around the earth for some benefit or some reasoning behind that, because those two don't align, then that's uh, what we're talking about. That internal belief that I have one uh, way of seeing something and then I present it differently to you. I'm not aligned with what my internal belief is. I'm telling you something differently. So it's kind of like a manipulation or a lie or, yeah. Yep. I think we've got it. So we've got those three terms down. Again, just uh, briefly, belief, opinion, slash feeling is what we internally, personally believe. Truth, fact, reality is objective, is what is actually there, but we are unable to ever say with certainty what that is because we are part of that system. And then advocate, promote, advance, claim, it's what we actually put out, how we can, what we communicate to the world. So I want to ask you a question, Mick. Are we lying if we're uncertain about something, but we promote it as we are certain? Uh, yes, yes. I, th I think to some degree. I guess lying is an interesting term, isn't it? Um, so I, it's maybe it actually has a measure in it um, because I would say um, that sometimes we believe a level of certainty greater than what it, uh, it could be. So I guess if I present something to you as being certain, but I'm not fully confident in the certainty, am I lying? I think fundamentally, yes. I think if we present anything as certain, we're lying. <laughs> Just yes, It's a bit of a catch-all, but yeah, I, I was trying to get that. Just to think about, okay, it's okay to present things to people maybe if we don't fully understand or if we don't, we're not 100% sure that that's correct as long as it's presented in that manner. So it, like everything we believe, like I said, there is no certainty about anything. So everything we believe is a confidence. So it depends on how we present that to someone. Maybe we're 25% confident on something, but we present it as 75% confident. That to me is lying. You should be like in the same range of how confident you are. If you're 50-50 on something, you should be like, oh, I think it's this way, but it could go the other way. So present it in that many. So to me, like, yeah, like you were saying, lying, there's a degree to it. And that's kind of how I see it. It's like, okay, what level of confidence do you put on it yourself? And then how are you presenting it that it will come across? Like what level will it come across to the other person as? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It shows how tricky this can be because I think we did a topic on confidence and how you use different confidence levels to do different things in life. So, yes, it is uh, it is a measure. Um, and so, yeah, it's not a it's not a discrete term, I guess. It's a kind of a yeah, continuous one. But, yes, um, if the greater the gap, the greater of, um, I guess, lying you're, you're actually doing. And so that's why maybe I put that measure there because sometimes we can be a bit more confident than actually what we believe. And sometimes that can be a little bit of value in order to try and explore something or to be able to uh, at least try and think through an idea. But I guess that the range in which you do it or maybe even the uh, rationale or reasoning why you do it um, might be very uh, – might be an important factor, I guess. So, yeah, yep. All right, we've got the foundation down and I've been talking a lot, which is feels completely unnatural. So I'm going to start allowing you to 
ponder and go off and uh, maybe give us some more, more things to think about. So the way maybe we can approach it is, okay, let's look at the combination of, of these different uh, terms. So if we believe something and what we, we believe is aligned with reality, what is that kind of, what can we do with that? Uh, I guess that's not really as, as, as engaging to talk about. Maybe we look at... Maybe uh, you got an idea? Yeah, I've got an idea. So why don't we look at those three terms and let's narrow down an actual single word for each of those terms. I know we've got different variations of that, but let's down a, uh, narrow down a single word for each of those terms and see how each of those terms impact what we consider facts are today. And so I think each of, each of them have a different varying level of impact and I think that hopefully at the end of that, I'm assuming that we can see that fact becomes a very fluid term because of the messy nature of humans, I guess, in, in general, and that the, uh, each of these factors having an impact on that. Uh, so maybe, maybe that's a way to, 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 to go through this topic because it is, yeah, it's very challenging. I think um, uh, the reason it's very challenging is because there's no level of certainty. So we're not being able to anchor ourselves to something at the moment so I guess uh, that that's the tricky part. So maybe that's how we can try and anchor our discussion. Yeah, good suggestion. Do you want to kick us off then? So the first, like I was saying, the first uh, uh, term we've got is belief slash opinion slash feeling. So how do you think that relates to facts? Yes, okay. So I'm going to consider this as like intuition. That's how it best fits with me. Um, and so I guess intuition, how does intuition impact facts? Um, intuition is my interpretation of what I have perceived as fact, I guess. So if I consider fact as being information, I perceive in information, someone will tell me something or I might actually, it's probably poor way of actually navigating information. You want to get information from varying sources, but let's say I do it from one source, right? I take in uh, some information, I then process that internally and then while I process that, we can't remove the integral fact that all humans are emotional. So even though I process that maybe what I consider as being very rational or logical, underlyingly there's some level of emotion that actually is taking part of that process and that drives to a belief or an intuition, I guess. You made me think, what do we mean when we say fact? Like this is the process that we go about generating. What do we mean? I'm thinking that it's, so I like to go back to, okay, where's the starting point is where a baby, we know nothing. So what is it that we're trying to do when we are learning to, when we're growing, when we're developing, when we're learning to navigate the world? We are making assumptions and this is like you hear people talk about this is what the brain actually does. It's a, uh, what does it do? It like predicts. It, all it does is predicts. It gets inputs, predicts what the, what's going to happen. So a fact then to us is something we can, and this is where I guess the scientific method comes in, something you can say, okay, these are the inputs. We're, we're putting them out there. We're going to, assuming we're going to get this back. And if they match up, we say, okay, that is a fact. But like I said, that couldn't always change. You can give it, throw out the inputs. You could do it a million times and it always gives you the same outputs. But that million and first time when it gives you something different, then you got to question yourself, oh, hang on, 
what does that mean? Now, if you're doing it scientifically, you look at, oh, okay, maybe there was something changed in the inputs, blah, blah, blah. You go through the steps of doing that. But saying everything else being equal, if the outcome is different, that means your fact is now changed. It's you, you, Your interpretation of it was inaccurate time to update. Actually, I think this is actually a really good uh, discussion in that, yes, so let's think about what facts do for us. And uh, basically the way you, you were talking about it is that facts allow us to help predict the future. So even if you're a kid, you try to, you know, you're learning things, you're taking in information and you're looking for repeatability. Um, and that's the scientific method, repeatability. So can you do the same experiment in varying different ways and still get with the same parameters and still get the same outcome. And so the more times you can do that, the more certainty you come and the greater the level of fact or the benefit of the fact is to you because now you can predict. But I would say that the reason why we can progress or evolve is because some people have an intuition that while that was repeatable, while that was considered a fact, there's something internally in them that says, no, I think something is wrong here and they investigate it further and they find a different way in order to break that system down. And at some point, the repeatability might break and that's when the fact changes, I guess. And so I, I would say that that belief or that intuition that each person is born with is the importance to, um, I guess, um, evolve facts over time to strengthen our knowledge. Um, yeah. That is a good point and it comes back to something we always talk about, which is we should always be trying to break an idea. No matter how like strongly we believe in something, we could be certain of something, certain in quotes, of something, but we should always be trying to break it because that will just make it better. Like we often see things as, oh, if that if if um, our facts fail us, if they break, that's a bad thing. No, that's a good thing. You've just alerted us that, oh, there was something wrong there. Now we can go and fix that up, make it better because, okay, maybe that was working for you. But at one point, if you act on that fact and it's that it's that like edge case where it's wrong, then you, you don't know what the effects could be of that. Like I was saying before, there's, there's different levels of harm that could be there. It could be very dangerous for you to act on that, that fact, thinking that it's certain and then realize, oh, hang on, I was completely wrong about that. This is going to cause impending harm. Yes. Yep. I completely agree. Yeah. So I guess back to the terminology, you wanted to narrow it down. Is that what you were going to do? Okay, so let's use one word. I was thinking of using one. I don't mind which one to use. For me, I think intuition uh, sums up belief, feeling and uh, opinion because intuition I think is this internal mechanism which I don't know if we can explain. I don't know if science, maybe someone from a scientific background can explain this, but for me it's this internal mechanism that I can't explain why I have it necessarily, but I do at certain points in time and I think it's important that I've listened to that at certain points in time because it helped. While the fact has helped save me, my intuitions also helped to save me as well. So uh, uh, if I went against my intuition and went with a certain fact, Sometimes you get in a situation where it didn't. Uh, it may have caused you uh, an issue, and then you're like, "Oh, I wish I went with my intuition." So, 
there's this balancing fact, uh, balancing act, sorry, between um, what you're interpreting as information and then processing that with some level of intuition. When you say intuition, to me, it means that there's more processing going on from, I'm going to say other senses like touch, sight, smell. I'm not sure what we'd call the sense that is like that analytical thinking, that critical, rational, logic thinking, but all the other senses, it's maybe it's just any source that is yet to, that we are unable to explain. Like, so you're getting information from the environment around you. You're taking in like the temperature and all this stuff. And maybe that is, although rationally, although logically you can think and make it fit, make it work, the rest of it, that temperature information, that pressure information, whatever it is, is saying, hang on, there's something else going on here that is different to every other time. Yes, I think, uh, yes, and I'll expand on that. For me, intuition is this underlying feeling that something is different to what I have come to this point to realize. So there's a critical point where you're taking in all the information and generally you rely on some kind of predictable uh, uh, or a form of knowledge which you've acted on before and it's worked, but then there's another mechanism in your mind. Well, it ends up producing in your mind and your mind sort of says to you, um, although everything points to this, there's something else here. And so it's that immediate feeling, belief, or I forget what the other word was. Maybe maybe opinion's not quite there, but it's this internal belief or feeling. It's this feeling that it's like, even though everything in my past tells me this, I think there's something else. And so that something else leads you to do something else different in the future, even though your past has pointed you to follow a particular pattern, I guess. Yeah, I like the I like the word feeling. I think that best sums it up. Thinking about that, like and how you're expanding on it. Again, if we look at the brain as taking in a whole bunch of inputs, processes it, predicts an output. My thought is that those inputs, we think that we're aware or we are conscious of all of what those inputs are, but we aren't. Like there's certain things that are, we are unconscious about. So even though we may be account, able to account for all the conscious inputs, we can't account for the unconscious ones. So your brain gives you that feeling of, oh, hang on, there's something here which I'm taking into account that you're, it's weird to talk about yourself separate from your brain, but that you're not taking into account. And then that's why you get that feeling of uneasiness. That it's like, oh, there's something wrong here. And so that I guess would be intuition, but you get that as a feeling of there's something wrong here. All right, move on to the next set of terms. So we've got truth, fact, and reality. So how would we, yeah, how would you like to talk about those? Yes, so I think truth, fact, and reality, the best way I can suggest that is I'm going to take it from a human species point of view because I guess each uh, each living thing might perceive the world differently. So it's our consensus about how we perceive the the environment or the world around us. So I think that and that truth and fact and reality is a high level of confidence or consensus, a high level of consensus maybe. I don't know which one to like. To, I think it's a high level of consensus between people. So 
I guess truth and reality and fact is really what, what, what's the value of that? The value of that is that I can now gain knowledge at a much greater rate. It means that you can tell me something or a lot of people can tell me something and I don't necessarily have to go and do it in order to at least gain the benefit of that knowledge. So give us an example. If you yeah, can. I was going to give an example. Um, let me think about an example. Okay. An example might be I'm going to drive a car. Yeah. So I just use the steering wheel, the shifter, the brake and the accelerator. I don't have to understand the underlying fundamentals of that car to drive it. I'm relying that that is the fact or truth. And that has that fact or truth has been ingrained because over time there's been work done and the level of consensus is that and that underlying knowledge is that that car is going to work the way I expect it to. So I don't need to know the inner workings of the car to use it. And it relies on that fact and that, I guess, reality and truth uh, component. Yeah, it is an energy-saving technique or a way to compress information is that yeah I, I when i think about it i think about it from the energy side of things which is like as general as you can get that okay being able to take those shortcuts means that we're saving energy as long as those shortcuts are accurate enough that you can rely on them that when i hit the accelerator you don't have to know what's going on in the engine you don't have to even understand how the accelerator connects to a wire that releases more petrol. Like you really need basic understanding that push down equals go faster. <laughs> and so these, these facts that we have are just really, really compressed bits of information that we can put into action. Yes. It allows us to elevate our, uh, so saving energy is a good one, but then I guess uh, you consider, well, what is saving energy? So if I think about a car, um, am I actually saving energy and what's the value? So I could actually do nothing and save energy and not drive that car and uh, maybe just retain local and be able to feed myself some other way. So um, I think it's like getting at a higher level of – how can I believe this? It's almost like getting at a higher level of understanding or, or – um, being able to do higher level tasks. I wasn't talking about energy. I mean, it sounds like you're suggesting in terms of like electricity or mechanical energy. I was talking about energy in general, just the power, the 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 potential to change something, the potential, something, something like that is, the, is how they describe it. Whereas if I have to understand how a car works completely in order to use a car, then it's inefficient for me. I have to know, understand the engine. I have to understand all this. If all I personally as a human being have to understand is push the pedal, then that's an energy saving on a human, I don't know, metabolic, metabolic level, like that kind of energy saving. Okay. So you're sort of saying you're saving energy because you don't have to go through all the work to understand the underlying knowledge. You can just assume that. Is that correct? Kind of, yes, so okay. I want to do something but I don't have to understand all the intricacies about how to do something. I just have to understand a very basic, this is the input. This is, it's like a computer. You look at a screen and you see like an icon for a, uh, a envelope. 
You're like, okay, I click that and it goes to my email. You're not understanding that, oh, it's connecting to a server on the back and it's connecting to your database, it's downloading. You don't have to understand any of that. You just have to know, move cursor, press. You don't even have to know move cursor now, it's just press. You don't even have to know that, you just have to speak, bring up my email. Like it's just an easier way to interface with the world to do more by doing less. I, doing I think I understand the concept now. Yeah. So you're using less energy to do a particular task that would normally cost you a lot of energy if you couldn't rely on the underlying fact kind of thing. You're actually, you're off, offloading or offsetting where the energy is happening. The energy is, is being used somewhere, but it's not a personal human cost. It's a cost somewhere else that's being used. It's, it's a machine cost. It's whatever electrical, it's any different form of energy. So you're, yeah, you're, you're making it actually more energy efficient for a human being to do, but not necessarily for anything else in reality to do. Okay, so I'm going to play this back because I think uh, this is actually a good way to see the benefit of having facts and truth. So you're basically taking advantage of the energy that was put in by the people before you in order to do a task, a complex task. Yep. Correct, yeah. Yep, that makes sense. Rather than doing it's like reinventing the wheel you're wasting energy yeah so these facts are like a battery you, you put energy into it and then you can yeah take advantage of that something like that i don't know but anyway yeah that that's that's kind of how i see the benefit of of being able to say that okay this is a fact we can simplify things make it easier for a individual to or give the individual more ability to have more effect by doing less. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I've lost it. No, that's all right. Um, so I think it's really good. So the benefit, uh, maybe we can sort of recap on, on fact because I think we've got somewhere with this. So the benefit of facts is that it saves us energy to do uh, particularly higher level tasks by uh, relying on, uh, by utilizing the energy that had already been inputted by other humans to get to that point. But what we want to do is with that fact is re uh, recognize that it is a level of consensus that it may not be, um, it's not a level of 100% certainty. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I wanted to move towards is that it's an energy saving technique but we should be aware that there are there could be faults in it. And so especially if we start building off of them. So you build off of a fact that has a whatever, 1% inaccuracy. You, you make a new one on top of that that has a 2% inaccuracy and these compound over time. It's like when you shoot a beam out into space. Like as you go further, the difference between where you were aiming for and where you actually ended up becomes larger and larger. So once you start stacking on top of things, stacking facts on top of facts, you end up with something that has a high level of uncertainty. Does that make sense? Is that a good enough analogy? Maybe you can yeah, I guess, well, it. Uh, the, the level of certainty may vary. If the, if the, yeah, I guess you're right. It, it, there is a compounding factor there. So I guess having, um, yeah, that really, plays at the importance of actually having good foundational facts, really. That's what it comes back to because the poorer the foundation, the weaker the building kind of thing. So um, I guess you can never be – what I guess is we should be careful of is using fact as a level of 
certainty. There was always uncertainty. So therefore, the uh, the level of certainty can increase as facts build on po- upon each other, as one fact relies on the next. So I guess in a car, uh, the more components that you put in a car, the higher likelihood that something can go wrong. And that's kind of the same concept. So the more facts you build upon depend on underlying facts, uh, the, the more error you could, you could possibly get. Yeah, and this is something that we generally understand intuitively. The more complex you make something, the more chance that it's going to break down. Like you don't have to explain why. We don't have to go through the process of understanding why. You can do that in reality and realize that, oh, you know, I'm building a, uh, a cubby house or something. I don't know. And, you know, I'm building it and then like oh, I'll shortcut here, I'll shortcut there. And then you realize the more complex, the more things you add, the more difficult it becomes to maintain. And then things start falling and breaking down, which affects other things. And yeah, so it's just the 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 stronger. And this comes back to what we were saying before. We should be attempting to break our facts because we should be making them as strong as possible because we are building on top of them. So, you know, as we progress forward, maybe we progress at a rapid pace and the uncertainty builds up. In programming, they call this like technical debt where it's like you're working really fast, but you're taking shortcuts, which means that, you know, you can't rely on something as strongly as you can, you know, if you were to take the time and do it properly. So it's similar with facts. It's like, okay, let's take the time. Let's get it as close as like accurate as possible. Build on top of it a little bit, come back, try and break it, try and make it stronger so that moving forward, you know, we've got a more solid foundation and we can build higher. Yes, and I guess that that really ties into what um, what is fundamentally meant by if we if we do research in the correct manner. That's really what the purpose of research is. It's to continually either evolve our our uh, understanding or to keep criticizing a particular fact and try and break it. And so that is the purpose of research. The purpose of research is to understand that that nothing is one hundred percent certain that there always is some level of uncertainty because if there was uh, always a level of certainty, then research would end at some point. So, um, yeah, that is the purpose of having, I guess, research. Yeah, in its fundamental fundamental form, maybe not in its uh, capitalistic form or, or something like that, which is a topic on its own. But, yeah, I think in its fundamental form, that's really the importance of it. I was thinking about... If we were born and we everything we believed aligned with reality, what would that be? Like when we grow up, when we just just life in general is is learning, is understanding, is is determining what is correct and what is incorrect. Like if you come out knowing everything, being completely accurate with everything you do, what then do you do? That's an interesting question because I think there'd be two takes on that. One is that, yeah, it would be a very boring life because you'd know everything. Another take might be that people perceive that you have ultimate power because you would know everything so you could manipulate whatever you would want. That's true. I wonder what the drive would be then. Like I don't know because I've only lived inside my body so I only know that, okay, what drives me is the understanding, is the figuring out, is the making a fact more certain more confident about something so if you take that away and you already know all everything well what are you trying to do you you know the outcome like even if you want to even if you're like okay i want to 
make generate wealth or whatever you already know the outcome because you know everything you know how it's going to play out so all you have to do is think about it and then it's like okay i'm already there i don't know where the the, the fun in that is <laughs> yeah definitely break curiosity or even just the ability to be excited i guess yeah it, it, it'd be very interesting um yeah, I, I don't know how best to answer that because, yeah, I do agree in those aspects, particularly around excitement. And part of the excitement of doing something is to not know its outcome. Um, and so you you might have a certain level of certainty or confidence about its outcome, but I guess the fun comes from you're not always 100% sure. Like whenever you do something, you go to the gym or I guess and you try and lift something up and you're like uh, you get comfortable with that weight and then you go to the next weight. And you're sort of like, can I do this? Or how much can I do this? And that's kind of the fun component of it. Maybe not in the moment, but it's definitely a rewarding and uh, a fun feeling afterwards or, or prior to give yourself the motivation and achievement to try and overcome that. Um, so it's a good question. Yeah, yeah, very good question. I think it'll be in terms of, okay, think about you're watching a movie. If you understand how everything is going to connect and relate to each other, you can straight away pick what's going to happen throughout the entire movie. Like... Think about a movie you've seen a hundred times versus one that you see the first time. It's like, which one is more impactful the first time you see it or the hundredth time, you know, cause there's that unpredictability. There's that, oh, I think this is going to happen. Is it going to happen? I don't know. But anyway, that's a bit of a tangent, but what you were saying was before was good. And it kind of leads us to our last term, which will actually lead into kind of where, how we want to end this and, and what we want to do there. So I want to read um, the, wikipedia definition for misinformation so you kind of uh, spoke about it a little bit at the start but i want to read this and then we'll go off of that um before i do that actually so just a reminder our last um set of terms was advocate promote advance claim and this is what we share what we promote as truth not necessarily aligning with reality or not necessarily aligning with what we actually believe ourselves so misinformation is incorrect or misleading information presented as fact, either intentionally or unintentionally. And I know we were talking about this before the, the show, so we were kind of saying between both of us, we kind of think that it doesn't matter if what you... Uh, um, we believe misinformation is that you're intentionally advocating something that you don't necessarily believe yourself. It doesn't matter if it relies aligns with reality or not it's just the fact that you're saying something that you yourself do not believe so do you want to maybe go off of that and maybe you'll be able to explain it a little bit better? yeah so i think the term there uh, i think there's two important key uh, sort of aspects of what that term said it was one where misinformation is sharing fact that uh what was it that you don't uh, that uh, incorrect or misleading information presented as fact so fact here being reality, but you're presenting something else, either intentionally or unintentionally. So whether it aligns with what yeah, you Yeah, so intentionally and unintentionally, I think the intention matters in this term. So I think if you unintentionally share misinformation, uh, if you intentionally share misinformation... Uh, let, me, let me just try and clear uh, up. <laughs> if you unintentionally say something that doesn't align with reality, as long as you believe or you, you truly believe yourself, you feel it, that that is real, then that's okay because, you know, it wasn't your fault that you didn't know it didn't align with reality. Yes. So I guess what I was trying to lead to is the intention is important here. So if you unintentionally share the wrong, uh, the what is not considered reality, then that's okay. 
But if you intentionally share something that is not considered reality, then there's an issue there because that impacts, I think, the second point, which is the, you know, the fundamentals of facts building on other facts. So if you're intentionally sharing something that you don't believe or something that's not you consider as reality, then you're setting the world up around you to not build itself on the advent, not to use fact for the advantage that it was meant for or that we believe it's for. Let me just try and rephrase this because it's difficult and I can tell you struggling with it as well. The intent is important. So if you're advocating something that you do not believe, then we are saying that that is misinformation, regardless if what you believe aligns with reality or not. Now, obviously, if what you're, you believe and what you're advocating doesn't align with reality, there's a cost there, there's an issue there. But you're not intentionally you know, trying to convince something, someone of something that you yourself don't think is true. So I think, yeah, we have to kind of remove, does what we believe align with reality in this instance? It's just, uh, is what you're promoting aligned with what you believe? Yes, correct. Yes, that I, I guess, yeah, that's where the confusion I started to get around. So yes, so basically our, uh, our, belief, our beliefs are important. So when we convey something, if we go against our belief, that's what we consider misinformation. But if we go with what we believe, then we don't consider that misinformation, even if it has some level of danger or issue associated that. It's not what we would consider the term misinformation. Mm. Yeah, that's just, I mean, that's our, how we would define it. And yeah, I think that distinction, that's where, yeah, I, don't, I really don't like using the term misinformation because they, they're trying to bundle up those three things into and make it look like a, a binary thing. It's not, there's, there's separate things. And that's why I wanted to break it out here into the three different things. So feeling what you feel, what you believe, truth, reality, and then what you're actually promoting and advocating. Whereas that's just suggesting that, okay, there's what you believe and then there's what's true. And it doesn't matter what you're promoting, which I think is an issue. Yes, correct. And I guess maybe we can start to elaborate why we see that as an issue, I guess. So like, what what do we consider information? When I looked up the term, it was fact and, you know, it sort of spun around to knowledge and then back to information and it sort of spun in a circle. So for me, information is the conveying of what we believe, taking in consideration the information which we've been given over time. So we're taking information, based on that information, we have a belief, opinion or an intuition or however we want to define it. Then we represent that at our moment in time to other people. So we're conveying that information based on our belief and so, or our, our judgment of what that information, or judgment is. of maybe that's a good way to put it, the judgment of our information. So, the reason why it's important to not consider someone that is um, sharing their belief, even if it's not considered from the consensus point of view as being reality. The reason why we're saying if they share their belief and it doesn't align with the consensus of reality then that is not misinformation because we need people to do that in order to break down our to to test our ideas and break our ideas 
So I guess we had one which was the what was it the uh, the sun revolves around the earth. At some point in time, in historical sense, that was the scientific con- consensus. If you believe science is not modern, if you believe that the process has been going through the evolution of humans, then that at some point was the consensus and considered the reality at that point in time. It took someone else outside of the consensus with their own beliefs after interpreting the information to reject that consensus. And so if we consider that people are sharing misinformation at that point and we try to shut that misinformation down, then we stop the scientific process of criticising those facts regardless of the level of consensus. There's a lot there, I think. Yep. I, I want to pull out two things from what you just said there. The first is honesty. This, this, is, this is one of the important things that you were getting at there is that we are presenting to the world what we feel, what we believe. Regardless of its accuracy, we want to make sure that what we're doing aligns with that. And then the other thing is that we take in what someone else has said, you know, hoping that it's honest. I mean, should we dismiss someone if they're lying? Like even if what they're lying is saying is true, maybe. That's that's a whole nother, you know, rabbit hole, a whole nother can of worms to go down. But the the idea that, yeah, personally, we should be each individual being honest. That's the first step in my, how I see it. As long as that's happening, okay, we're on, on the right path. And then the other thing is to accept that and say, okay, this, what they're saying goes against consensus, but we're still going to consider it or we're going to like refute it. Like if, if, if what we believe aligns with reality, then what is wrong with you going to them? Okay, I hear what you're saying, but this is how it breaks down. Like this is why breaking down facts and breaking down what you believe and trying to you know, prove it false is important because then you can say to someone else, okay, I see how you've come to that conclusion. Now let me show you why I got to my conclusion. And then that's where the discussion can happen. Yes. So I guess the honesty is an important point because, or being authentic to your beliefs. Okay. So let's go back to the idea that the benefit, I'm going to try and keep summarizing this because it's, it's, it's hard to get it all in. So the benefit of facts is that we are able to do tasks by saving energy, by utilizing the energy of people prior us to get to that point. Right now, those facts need to have a uh, authenticity built with the people that did that work prior. Need to be authentic about what they what they believed or what they found out. If we don't do that, then we lose. We get an incorrect measure of consensus. So, what do I mean by that? So, if if I just went if there was an underlying belief in me and I go, no, no, there's something wrong here, but then I'm stifled to a point that I cannot be authentic about what I feel, that means that we miss the opportunity to break down the fact and we're not representing the true consensus of the reality which we agree upon. Yeah, let me pause you right there because that is a really good way to put it is that when you're stopping others from being honest about what they're feeling or when you're yourself just choosing to be dishonest about it, you're getting a false consensus or you're getting a false like reality, false fact. And then, yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to highlight that because that to me is like a really good way to to say what and to, to like foundation for where you're going next, I guess. 
Correct. Yes. So misinformation, if we use, so I go, now I'm going to go back to the term of misinformation and why intention is important here. So if I go back to misinformation and I say misinformation is uh, when I share fact, incorrect facts, regardless of my intention, that, that leads to the possibility of measuring incorrect consensus because it means that we cannot challenge ideas. It means, and it means that fact is a fixed term because it, at the, yeah, because anything, yeah, yeah, it means that fact is a mixed That's a No, that's term. very well put. Mm. And that, like, you summarize something that, I mean, this whole conversation we've been trying to get at. So I think we can pause it there and just reiterate that idea that misinformation, if you are, if, if you are saying something, maybe you'll have to say it again. It was a good way you put it. Like, yeah, maybe you say, repeat what you said about okay. misinformation because you did a really good job of it. Okay, so let me just think through it again. So misinformation, the intention is important because if we can't allow people that have a belief and go against the consensus and we just shut them down and say what they're saying is misinformation, we can't allow those people to contribute to the ever-evolving knowledge and challenge our ideas. And therefore we get that false consensus because we're not getting the authentic contribution from everyone's perspective. Yep. The intention is important because if we are stopping people who are trying to be honest about what they believe will end up getting a false consensus. Yes. And a false and, and consensus is as close to like reality truth that we can get. So, you know, if we compromise that, then we're just further and further away from it. Correct. So our, our knowledge evolves over time, right? So if I think about it, uh, our knowledge will continually over, evolve over time and we, we, we use that example of the sun revolving around the earth and, and the vice versa. The only reason that that fact was able to be updated and we were able to gain benefit from that was that people went people were able to share, maybe they weren't at that point in time, but people were brave enough to share their belief even though it went against the consensus at that point in time. That was the benefit of someone going against the consensus is that it challenged that idea and it allowed us to get closer to what we understand as reality or fact. And that if you shut down that, then we stifle that. That means we stunt that growth. So fact, in my mind, we go back to fact not being a fixed term over time because we always continually are evolving our understanding. As soon as we say to someone that they can't share their belief and tell them that if they share their belief, even if it doesn't, if it doesn't align with consensus, it's misinformation, we stifle that growth of continually evolving our understanding. I'm trying to summarize this because it's hard. <laughs> so we start with the intention is important because it's it's even if our belief is not equal with reality, objective reality. If the 
if we're considering that that is the only criteria we are looking at, then we'll be shutting down people who may actually be aligned with reality, even though they go against consensus. And so that's why most honest, no, it, it's important to be honest about what we believe and then also to take it into consideration by everyone else. Correct. So now maybe we flip it around and we say what the danger of danger is and why we, why we believe misinformation to be only when the intention is to like a kind of manipulation. So what I, what do we mean by that? That means that I believe one thing, but I tell you something else. And I would perceive that generally that's because I want to gain some benefit right, over you. So I believe that the earth revolves around the sun, but I told, I tell you that the sun revolves around the earth on purpose. Right? The reason why that's dangerous is because if you get enough, if you get enough people to, to believe your, if you can manipulate enough people to believe that understanding, then we actually, our, our complete understanding of reality probably gets further away. We build our facts on poor funda, uh, foundations um, because we're not being truthful to ourselves. We're seeing something, we're perceiving something, but we're communicating the opposite and therefore you're actually doing the opposite. You're causing more energy to be used. So let, let's go back to the car. If I said to you, okay, you use the steering wheel, the, uh, you use the gearbox, the brake is to, I forget which way the brake is, but let's say the brake is to the left and the accelerator is to the right. And I know the opposite and I can get enough people to communicate that consensus, then you're going to use the wrong pedal and it's going to come at your own detriment. Well, even to, as a slightly variation on that example is, even to say, okay, this is your handbrake. Having it down while you're driving is a good thing then you're like you're intentionally misleading someone because if you've got the handbrake on and you're trying to accelerate, you're not getting as much power out of the car. So you're limiting the, like what the driver can do, which will have further implications. They'll probably use more petrol, blah, blah, blah. It'll have other costs to them. So yeah, if you're, if you're trying to convince everyone that, okay, having the handbrake is down is a bad thing, you're, being, you're causing bad things to happen too. Having but, the handbrake up, you mean, when you drive? Sorry, up, yes, yes correct. Yep, yep, yep. I don't I'm have a handbrake anymore, so I'm confused because <laughs> it's just a button now, which I hate. <laughs> But yeah, does that, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, that's a really, that's probably a better one because the impact is not as obvious, I guess. So yeah, you convince everyone, oh, you know, to hold the handbrake up while you drive is, is good. You know, that's, that's what you want to do because it will keep you safer. Let's, let's say I convince you it keeps safer because you drive slower um, and therefore uh, you're unlikely to get into an accident. If I can, if I can be convincing enough and I can be, powerful enough in my in in certain ways to get that message across and convince enough people everyone starts to believe oh it's much safer to you know drive with the handbrake on the objective what we would consider the objective truth is no it's not safer that's it's a lot more there's a lot more factors involved and someone came along and challenged that idea let's say someone said oh, it doesn't make sense that's going to put exert more energy on the car why wouldn't i just drive slower uh, why wouldn't I take the responsibility of the safety myself? And everyone goes, no, 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 we've shown it. it. It leads to less deaths. It leads to less this. Um, and then we say, no, that part, let's shut that person out of the conversation. He's, he's sharing misinformation. Let's close him down. Well, we're just shutting down the ability to get a greater understanding. Um, and actually we're doing detriment to ourselves. 
And it's all could be because a, a single or a group of people were just not authentic. They weren't truthful to themselves and maybe that, that was to their own benefit of um, manipulation or for whatever reason. Maybe they wanted to sell more brakes and they thought, oh, yeah, by, by uh, putting the handbrake on, we can wear the brakes down uh, and get more sales on it and we'll just sell it as being safety. Yeah, very well done. I don't know how to tie this into what you were saying, so I'm just going to go like without an example on this. But um, reality, fact is self-evident. If what you're saying is aligned with reality, truth, then it will happen. When people try, when we try and work against what reality is, that's when we have to continually put energy into the system. Like you said, we have to continually convince the person, no, 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 putting it down is a good thing, even though they can see and intuit themselves that pulling it up is a a good thing. Yeah, because they have to um, intuit. No, intuitively, they'll look at it and they'll be like, that doesn't make any sense. And so you have to continually be pumping energy and trying to convince them. Whereas if you just let reality play out, then it just goes low energy. You don't have to do anything. It'll just happen. And, and, and yeah, sorry. I think the energy, yeah, I think the, the energy ones are, are quite a good one. And that's probably what we maybe see somewhat apply today. So like going back into the modern era and how does this tie into what, you know, this whole misinformation theme that we're getting today and, and us being globally connected and everything, I guess it is a, a struggle for, um, um, I guess, power is the con- the power is the acquiring of energy. I guess, and so there are probably structures, organisations, people that actually try to acquire more energy themselves by manipulating the system and having that cost of energy to someone else, and so the you know like you said pumping out misinformation through let's say media channels and all the rest of it getting a whole populace to agree to have consensus about something because you can keep pushing their information that means that you're costing them energy but you're saving energy yourself and so that might be the benefit to manipulation yeah i hadn't thought about it in that way that's actually an interesting way to do it that if you can convince enough people to promote your message for you, even though you know that it's false, then you're offloading the energy cost to them and you don't have to do anything. You just sit back and wait, hey, look, it's the people, it's not me. <laughs> so yeah, I've got a few dot points here that I just want to rattle off because it helps to like, this was me summarizing my thoughts and it goes over what we were just talking about there with um, energy. So when you what you believe aligns with what you're promoting, aligns with reality, that's the lowest possible energy state. Everything is in a line. You don't have to worry about it. It'll just, you know, happen the way that you think it will happen. When what we believe doesn't align with reality, that's when we find ourselves putting energy in order to maintain that reality. So we have to control the environment around us to make it suit whatever we believe. Whereas if what we believe actually already um, is in line with the environment, then we just act within the environment. The environment takes care of the rest. Similar to what you were just saying there where you're offloading energy to make, getting the people on board, getting them to promote your message. It's like, well, the environment's already promoting my message. I don't have to worry about that. I just act within it. And then, of course, when you keep pumping energy into something, at some point it has to disperse. It's going gonna, it's gonna to explode. So 
I think that's actually a good way to, you know, how you're saying uh, there's an intuition that says that something's right or wrong. I think that may be a good way to explain it. Like our body feels that we're exerting more energy here than we should be. And so that is a um, suggestion that something is wrong here. Yeah, it probably is a good, it is a good point. Um, I'd try and decouple that from the feeling of laziness and other things. But yeah, from a from a very general point of view, yeah, I, I agree. Your body uh, is, I guess, always questioning how it can save energy. I mean, that's just, uh, I guess, maybe someone that in biology could explain that further. But I think that's what you're generally trying to do. Your body's trying to consume the energy it needs and save it as much as possible in case it can't get it. And so... Yeah, I think the intuition or belief is that there's at some point in time, some person around the uh, that gets born in that point in time that consumes all the factual, all the information at that point in time, their intuition or their belief says something different. And at that point in time, that person should be allowed to challenge that idea, even if it's not the consensus, because their, their intuition is likely, uh, is, possibly leading to a, a less consumption of energy again. Um, a lower energy state. Yeah, lower energy Whereas state. Whereas if you know thermodynamics, what is it, the second rule, everything wants to go to a lowest possible energy state, including us humans. <laughs> some more dot points. Okay, just summarizing some things here. It's okay. It's actually good. It's okay to act on misunderstanding, misunderstanding being that what you believe does not align with reality. It's more important to be honest about what you believe than it is to actually align with reality or consensus, as we were putting it. It's a bad thing to act like we are certain, like regardless if what you believe actually aligns with consensus or reality, because we there's always a level of inaccuracy that we should be trying to, you know, minimize at all times. It's I've got sinful is the word I'm using it sinful to mislead. So what you believe doesn't align with what you promote. Uh, yeah, intentionally misleading is bad or I've, I've used the word misinform here, but I want to replace it. Intentionally promoting something that doesn't align with reality is bad or that, you know, it doesn't align with reality intent, unintentionally promoting something that, so you don't know it doesn't align. Let me invert some knots here. <laughs> if what you believe doesn't align with reality, it's okay if you promote it or it's good. It's we're saying that's a good thing actually because it helps strengthen the system. I would replace promote with communicate. Communicate. Yeah, just okay, to subtle because promote is like an advertising term, I guess, and so that's the that's the nature of force. I, I, when I hear that, it's like forcing it upon rather than communicate is to share that concept. Um, and I did like your misunderstanding and misleading. I guess that's what we okay. So if I look at misinformation. If I was to use a synonym for misinformation, it's misleading. I would not include misunderstanding or possible misunderstanding because we don't even necessarily know that person is has a complete misunderstanding until we continually test it, I guess. And we will never know, I guess. We can only get to a certain level of certainty. We can't get to absolute certainty. Yeah, I think that's actually a good way to going back to misinformation misinformation tries to make misleading and misunderstanding the same thing when you know it really shouldn't be or we're saying at least that it shouldn't be so i think it was good that you pulled that back there okay yeah we may think well 
if if what we believe is always false is always inaccurate in some way what do we do just act on the best information you can like what more can you do does that sound fair enough like we got to act we got to we want to act within the world we want to do something well how do we do something if we're not sure what is the right thing to do just act on the best information you can and then allow taking the information that comes back to you you know process it and say okay update your beliefs and update yourself i think that's just in terms of living that's a good way to go about it i think that's fair yes All right, the last points I've got here, and then maybe I'll let you, if you've got anything you want to close with. Uh, it's okay to be unsure. It's dangerous to be certain. Remain honest, open, transparent with yourself and with others. And the way we do all that is to stay humble. Yes. Yep. I think they're great. They're great points in which you should try and drive towards. And then I would say, so just to quickly summarize, I would say that fact is the level of constant, uh, consensus we have about information. The higher the level of consensus, the greater the fact, like the more concrete the fact at that point in time. And that misinformation is not... Uh, misinformation is misleading and not the possibility of misunderstanding and we should always have an open mind to people that we believe have a misunderstanding because they may understand something greater than us so maybe i'll leave it there very well summarized okay my supplemental song suggestion for this episode this was a tricky one to find like what really fits this uh it's it's all the ones that I found were very like politically based, so but it, it still is in line with, okay, these are the implications of intentionally misleading someone. So the song itself is Sess Crew Purge. And then my quote for today is, true ignorance is not the absence of knowledge, but the refusal to acquire it. And that's by Carl R. Popper. Thanks for joining us for this discussion. As always, it's just the beginning of the discussion. We'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback. As always, be well.